Let's go into this. I think last week, did I speak on in, in God's presence? So it was on Saturday during the support team or support team's meeting. But I said in his presence, but I want to say in God's presence. What about like the way you are thinking and meditating on, on the day that God ever spoke to you or touched your life? What about if you lived in that place of his manifest presence daily? Every day. Do you know that's available? Will our life be different? Do you know it's not once in a while we are touched by his presence and another time we are as dry as we as a dry, I don't know what. And then another time we are praise God and praise God. No, it's every day. Again, I remember when the Lord spoke, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said that now that you've known how to end, you've learned how to end into his, my presence, I want you to learn how to dwell. To dwell in his presence will change you as in my life. Will give us a perspective that only comes from God. God, God wants us to know his presence. God wants us to know his presence. God wants us to know his ways. And that we reveal, when he reveals his ways to us, we'll know his presence. Just think about a boy who's, uh, who's being bullied by others. And then he shows up with his big brother. <laughs> Does he care anymore? Now that's what you think about God's presence. When you're dealing with the enemy and the challenges of, his li of, of, of life or, or the enemy, we must be aware of God's presence. Again, let's go to Acts chapter 3, verse 19, <clears throat> the Amplified Version. So repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past, past sins. You see, all these are enemies of his presence. The inner self, that unchanged inner self, old way of thinking, past sins, all those are enemies of his presence. And he says this, return to God, seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased, so that times of refreshing may come from where? The presence of the Lord restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. Unless you've been in hot places, you don't know what that means. A cool wind on a hot day. Huh? A cool, that you may, you may, you may be a cool, uh, a cool wind on a hot day. If you've ever been to hot places, you know that means a cool wind on a hot day. Let me read this testimony. Two Wednesdays ago, Tracy Canali got healed. And she was watching online. I'm helping you who's watching us online. <laughs> but listen, this is a good testimony. It says, praise the Lord, Pastor, I was watching online during the Wednesday prayer on the 20th September when you said that there's someone who's been delivered from a recurring sickness or ailment. I received that for me and for my feet more so, my right foot. 
My feet would hurt a lot when I stood for long, for long or walked for more than 2,000 steps. Can you imagine 2,000 steps only? And, and a feet would, would, uh, would, would hurt. 2,000 steps a day, and the doctors said the only solution would be surgery or pain management, that is, ointments and painkillers. But after the prayer on Wednesday, my feet have been healed. I was even able to cover over 14,000 steps with no pain at all. I can stand longer. I have been walking more. Kilimanjaro, here I come. Woo! Hallelujah! Praise God. That's, can you praise the Lord for that? That's the healing power. Hallelujah. Now, that's the goodness of God. So things are happening. You really have to desire for, for, for that to, to happen. Remember what I was speaking about expectation this Sunday. You must have an expectation for God to do what he says you do. So I encourage you this evening. Don't, don't walk this, it's been cloudy today and cold. Please don't come here and feel cold and go back home feeling cold. Amen. Put a demand that whatever it is in your, in your, in your heart and you say, God, I believe I'm receiving an answer for, my, for what I came for. Say it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I put a demand on my faith to hear exactly what I ought to hear or what I need to hear. And I declare in the name of Jesus, I'm attentive, I've ears to hear, I've a heart that responds to the word of God, I've eyes that see, I receive the presence of God, the glory of God. I leave this place not the same, I declare in the name of Jesus, I will not walk out of this place the same way I came in. I'll be changed. I'll be transformed. I'll have an answer for the things that I'm expecting from you. I thank you, Father, because you are faithful in Jesus' name. That's the truth. So now you are turning to go out there. At some point, you are a changed person. Amen. Oh, yeah. You know, I had, um, I had uh, some wins, wins, I think, months ago. I think I've told you, some of you have heard me say this. I'd gone to a certain place there to have a cup of coffee in the morning. I was coming over here on a Wednesday morning. And then I said, I went to stay for about 15 minutes, and then I came out. I was going to the park, into the vehicle, and here I meet a man and say, Hey, pastor. I say, hey, how are you? You look familiar. He said, yeah. I actually, I'm familiar to you. I've, I come to, I've come several times to your church, and I like coming for Wednesday prayer meetings. You are few. When I've come there, you are few. And he says this, but it's the presence of God that I come for. In fact, if I want to experience the presence of God, I come for those meetings. And he, say, he told me this, I'm an Anglican reverend. I said, reverend? And, and he, he went on and on, and he said, uh, 
One, the last time he was here, that's when he was telling me then. He sat behind there on a Sunday, and there was an expectant lady sitting next to, to him. And he says, I knelt there for three hours during the whole service because the presence of God came upon me. I prayed in the spirit, and God took me to places in the spirit. He says, that was amazing. If I want to experience the presence of God, I come to your services. I said, Reverend, you are sent by God just to encourage me. <laughs> Seriously. I said, Reverend, I want to pray for you. You are sent by God just to encourage me. And I prayed my faith out praying for that, for that man. I still have his number. Uh, and it's amazing. So listen to this. Expect. I know that I'm, I wasn't just showing up, you know, you know, the whole of afternoon just eating and drinking and dancing some songs there, crazy songs. I've been seeking the Lord to, to, to share with you some things and that they may touch your heart. Amen? Let's go for it. Praise God. So then, the, the Passion Translation says, and now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins may be removed. And then it says, and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. Let's look a little bit over here from the scriptures about God's presence. About God's presence. Now we're going to check it out from the old covenant. Now if you see it in the old covenant, how much more should we expect it in the new covenant? Much more. We should expect it to manifest. Out there? No, it's beginning right in here. Of our lives. Now let's go to Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 from the Amplified Classic Version. Verse 18 from the Amplified Classic Version. Now you remember when the Lord came down the mountain, Mount Sinai, or Mount Sinai, however you call it. But in verse 18, when he came down, he says this. Now, now look at this. He came to his people. He came to his people. But look at his, their response. Now all the people perceived the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the smoking mountain and as they looked, they trembled with fear and fell back and stood afar off. They're supposed, they've been told by God to prepare. So what are they supposed to do? To be going there. To want to stay there. To want to gaze. The thunderings. The lightnings. For me, I'm like, where is that? Is he in that lightning? Just, just, just that one, the thunderings? You know, they're, they're supposed to. They've been told by Moses to prepare. But what do they do? They trembled with fear and fell back and stood afar off. Now look at what follows next, verse 19. And they said to Moses, you speak to us. And we will listen. But let not God speak to us lest we die. Did he, did he say that? Was he coming to kill his people? Listen to this church. You know, the wrong perceptions, distorted minds concerning God and believing a lie. God delivered them from, the, from, from, from Egypt. He delivered them to take them, them to the promised land. Death was not in God's mind whatsoever. In fact, he said that they may be a kingdom of priests. All of them. Not to have just one person. All of them to be a kingdom of priests. But listen, they are walking away from God's presence. He says, and we listen. Of course they were lying. 
Remember, they had already given Moses too much problem. And he said, you, they said to Moses, you speak. You speak to us. And we will listen. But let God, God speak to you alone. Let, let not God speak to us. Lest we die. That's wrong perception of God. He came to give us life. Okay? Alright, now look at this then. So verse 20, but listen to verse 20. This is very important. And Moses to the, said to the people, fear not, for God has come to prove you. So that the reverential fear, remember I talked about the fear of the Lord, the reverential fear of him may be before you that you may not see. His presence, church, draws us to him that we may be protected from sin. If we truly have been touched by his presence, there is, a, there is an aspect of in us that will detest sin. His presence is incomparable. It changes. It gives you a desire for him and not a desire for sin. All fleshly pleasure is temporary. Let me give you an example of fleshly pleasure. You ever been hungry? Anyone who's ever been hungry? Really hungry? And then the best food that you like, that you enjoy, was, was before you. But after eating, after some point, you realize, I ate even too much. It's, everything is temporary of the flesh. And you can't say, like, I ate over Christmas and I'm waiting for the next Christmas. I'm not going to eat anymore for the next 11 months. Not so. Everything in the flesh is temporary. But listen this, when, when we start being touched by the presence of God, we'll be drawn to eternal things. And eternal things are just that way, eternal. Earthly things are temporal. So he says this, fear not, God has come to prove you so that the reverential fear of him may be before you that you may not sin. Don't you think about if they have really allowed God to, his presence to come upon them, they will not have sinned. But they kept sinning and sinning. What did God say? They, they do not know my ways. His ways bring us to his presence. And, and look at chapter 13, verse 20 from the New King James Version, same Exodus. Verse 20. <clears throat> So they took their journey from Sukkoth and come to Natham at the edge of the wilderness. It says, children of Israel from the time they've come from Egypt. Look at verse 20, 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. Think about this. But if their people were stiff-necked, they were. Can you think about God is their pillar by night of fire by night and pillar by day, a pillar of cloud by day. He's there, but still they didn't care about that. 
They sinned, they murmured, and they saw the presence of God every day. But, but I want you to see the difference. They saw it, okay? They saw it every day. I want you to see the difference between them and other people. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the, lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Okay? So they saw it. It's there. All right? But I want you to see the difference between him and Moses and a man called Joshua. In Exodus 33, got verse 7. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, for the camp, from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting, that he decided, I'm going even to have a place to meet God. <laughs> and it came to pass that everyone who saw the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever. So everyone else, from that scripture says this, so it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle, that all the people rose, and each man stood at his tent. Go back, please, verse, verse 7. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord, all right, went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. Okay, so everyone who sought the Lord went outside, the, 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 outside there and had gone and sought the Lord. You're rushing. Where are you going to? All right, let's go to the, to the next one, verse 8. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. So they're all watching. Look what follows. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended. It's been there. But I see the difference. When he entered the tabernacle, the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked to Moses. He made his ways known to Moses, but to the children of Israel, his works. So every time we'll go there, the, that, that presence will come in. They saw, remember we saw that in, in a, a chapter 13 of Exodus, it was there during the day, they saw the pillar of cloud during the day, and at night the pillar of fire. They saw that. But they still were, 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 were so disobedient. But to Moses, actually, he was experiencing that. I want to experience God on a daily basis. That you can experience him and know his ways. Now, that's in the old covenant, but let's go back down, continue. Verse 9, verse 10. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. They're not going close. <laughs> Remember, they had refused. Remember, initially, they had refused. They're not going to close. Let's stay, let's stay from afar. Yeah. But not close. <laughs> they wouldn't do it close. Okay, but Moses is inside. This man is changing. The presence of God will change us completely. This man is changing. Others are outside. They are watching. They are spectators. Him is inside and talking with God. Listen, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. 
as a man speaks to his friend. I thought you were going to say, that's me. <laughs> that's me. He spoke to Moses face to face. As a man. I don't want, listen this. I don't want the God of my pastor. I want my God. You, you understand? I want my God. Thank God for God of my pastor. Yes, God. He's the same God that wants to reveal himself to me on a daily basis. That I don't have to wait to go to church to experience his presence. That does not mean going to, pass, to church is wrong. But listen to this. I experience his presence everywhere I go, every place I go. I sit next to people and they realize there's something different about you. Amen. That's what God wants for his people. Now look at this. So the Lord spoke to face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp by his servant. There's a guy who was so different here. But his servant, Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Now, he was the one who was going to inherit, or he was going to, to be uh, Moses' uh, heir to take the children of Israel to the promised land. But the presence of God was preparing The presence of God was preparing him. I was speaking to some leaders last evening. We had a roundtable leaders meeting. I was telling them, have extended times of prayer and worship your own time. Especially in this season. Back in his presence. Continue with your baking of cakes, but I want you to bake yourself in his presence. Let his presence beg you. Be a key. So he remained there. And then, let, let, let me read a little bit, 12 to 14. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You, yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray. If I found grace in your sight, Show me now your way. Show me now your way. Say, show me your way. Just, just, just believe God. Show me your way, Lord. Come on now. Show me your way, Lord. Can you, can you have that? Show me your way, Lord. I haven't heard you say. Reveal your manifest presence to me. Then he says that, that show me now your way that I may know you. Remember the others say this, speak. Speak to him. I want to experience you. That you may, I may know you, and that I may, that I, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. You hear the cry of Apostle Paul, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection. Same. Same spirit. That we may know him. 
you hear the cry of Apostle Paul, the new covenant, he prays that prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, that we may know what is the hope of his calling. God desires for his people to know him. Every single one of us to know him intimately. Now look at this then. He says this verse. God said this. And he said, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. That's what his presence does. Have you found yourself troubled? Uncertain? Not knowing what to do? Spend time in his presence. Take his word in front of you. Remember his word is what points you to his presence. And then be conscious of the Holy Spirit inside of, inside of you. Is what opens and he's the one who opens and leads you into really experiencing true presence of God. But God wants his people to experience his presence. You talk about the Feast of Tabernacle. It's God's presence with his people. It's always been there. But I've come, I'm convinced looking at the scriptures, the, the few have looked at the scriptures regarding the season. God calls them appointed times. Don't you know that? He's the one who's chosen. If he's chosen then, there's some special things that he does to his people that will only be, listen about the presence of God, you have to be conscious of it. You have to be conscious of it. I tell people, don't read the Bible without being conscious of his presence. Don't even try to do it without the Holy Spirit. Ask him to teach you and guide you into all truth. That's the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit, to guide us and lead us into all truth. So rest, you'll end into rest. He says, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. Don't you think about this? His presence brings in rest. Now, now think about this, that rest, the, the word to give rest is, is um, to settle down. Listen to, the, to what, what he says, the, the original language with it, is to settle down, to be soothed or quieted. Some of you need to be soothed and quieted. Your mind is too busy. If if we had if we had a gadget that will show everyone's thoughts, some people will run out of the room. <laughs> Think about that. If we had a gadget and a, a gadget over here, thank God they'll never get that one. It's only God who can do that. If we had gadgets that every every time you come to church, you'll find your name is there and the thoughts you're thinking. What will happen? <laughs> Some people are so, so busy. But God says this, to soothe and quiet. This, listen to what about to give rest is to be secure. Another one, another word is to be still. Oh. Still. Listen to the, another word for it is to dwell peacefully. Peacefully. And, and they say this, this word is the verb that describes the spirit of God resting upon the Messiah. 
in Isaiah 11:2. Remember the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord is the same word, the spirit of God resting upon the Messiah. And one of, they say Noah is, the name Noah is a rest giver or comforter. It's a good name to give your baby, Noah. Uh, those ones who are, who are expecting babies. Noah, call her Noah Karuki. No, just kidding. <laughs> but Noah is to rest giver or comforter. is derived from Noah, which is God's presence will give rest to his people. That his presence soothes, they say, his presence soothes, comforts, settles, consoles, and quiets, quiets us. Quiets us. Is that right? God's presence give, give rest to his people. That is, his presence soothes. You'll be soothed in his presence. His presence comforts or comforts. And his presence settles, his presence consoles, and his presence quiets us. There's something about his presence. You have that peace, you have that quiet and stillness inside of you. That God is with you. God is with you. Remember Jesus sleeping in the, in the, in the boat. He knew who he was. He's the Prince of Peace himself. So that's very important. Experience in that presence of God on a daily basis. And then in Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9. Another word there I want you to see. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 12. Nehemiah talks about it. Let's start from verse, verse, verse 9. Let's start from verse 9. Nehemiah is crying out to the Lord, confessing the sins of his people. He says, he's, he's telling God, you saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and had their cry by the Red Sea. You showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants, and against all the people of his land. For you knew that they acted proudly against them. So you made a, a name for yourself as it is this day. And you divided, this, you divided the sea before them. So that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land. And their persecutors you threw into the deep. And a stone into the mighty waters. As a stone in the, into the mighty waters. And verse 12. Moreover, you led them by day with a cloudy pillar and by night with a pillar of fire. Look at what follows next. You gave them light on the road which they should travel. That's the leading. You gave them light on the road which they should travel. All what they needed to do is to look at the pillar of cloud the day, uh, during the day and pillar of uh, fire during the night and they needed just to fall. That's been led by God. All right? All right? Now, having said all that, now they saw all that during the day and during the night, 
Unfortunately, they didn't enter into his presence. Moses did. It was available, but they couldn't enter in. But look at this then in, in 1 Peter chapter 2. Let's begin right there. In 1 Peter chapter 2 from verse 9. Let me read from the New King James Version and think I'll read it also from the Passion. But you, 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 I thought you were going to answer. If I say, <laughs> yes, me, <laughs> but you, <laughs> you, <laughs> your chosen generation, a royal priesthood. What has that to do with sacrifices to God, praises, worship, all of that? And what? A holy nation. His own special people. Remember, that's the same thing that he had given to the children of Israel, but they couldn't receive that. And then he says this, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Let's go to the Amplified Classic Version. And you to see different ones. What he says there, the, passion, the Amplified Classic Version. Praise God. He says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Are you seeing Exodus 19 there? Let's go, let's go back there to Exodus 19. You can learn some things there. Then we, we go, come back to that scripture. Exodus 19, that is in verse 5 and 6. Go to the children of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the children of Israel. But remember, they refused. Remember, they refused. They all are supposed to be a kingdom of priests, but they refused. Let's go back then to, to our text there in Exodus. I want to read it, I mean, in, in uh, First Peter. I want to read it from the, new, from the Passion Translation. Where is that now? First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Okay. <clears throat> you have it, the Passion Translation? Oh, it can be the Passion. Yeah, it, it is it, over here. Let's see. Passion Translation. Yeah, we have it. But you are a chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. I love that. Priests who are kings. A spiritual nation. Set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he, claim, he claims you as his very own. 
And listen this. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. That, think about this, his presence being with you, that wherever you go, you broadcast it. Are you saying that? That he did so so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Everywhere you go. You are an advertisement agent of the kingdom. Wherever you go. People should be asking you. Has anyone ever asked you a stranger, say, what's so special about you? Anyone? Only one person? Two people? Three people? It should be the norm. They say, there's something about you. And what do you say, Nejesu? What do you say, the other one, Aturingi? There's a song they sing, Aturingi, like in Nejesu. <laughs> just, just tell, show, show them, you're broadcasting that presence wherever you go. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. God wants his people to experience his presence. Think about the shadow of Peter. Of course, you know it wasn't the shadow. People thought that way, but it was the presence that he carried. Now we are talking about the latter glory, which we are in. Let's go to first, first, second, second Corinthians. Let us take some time to pray this evening. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10. That calls it the glory that excels. The glory that excels. Many times, Sundays, I've stood there for over the years, and I'm, I haven't stopped. And I'm, I'm lifting up my hands, and I'm expecting to see that glory cloud just manifesting all over the sanctuary. The visible. I have, can you help me with your expectation also to be expecting that every Sunday? I really, I have. I have, and, and I lift up my hands, and I meditate on that. That's why mo mostly for me, I close my eyes. I'm meditating on that. Lord, is it today? Lord, is it today? I'm believing that is going to happen. That the neighbors will see this whole compound is covered. Is covered with a, with a cloud. And then when you leave at night, they'll see that there's fire all over the compound. And they'll come and they'll be get saved just by entering in and get healed and receive miracles. Just that. I'm expecting. I'm not just saying once. I've prayed. I've meditated on that. I've come on Sundays and I just... just I'm believing God for that. How so many times I close my eyes. Because you know, when you're expecting and you see others, uh, that's never encouraging. You understand? That? <laughs> but that's never encouraging. You know, you, you, you prayed, you believed, you're expecting, and, 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 and then others are somewhere. And you are let your glory fill this house. When people are bored, they never, they never look good. 
If you took, you took a, page, a picture of them, a photo of them. <laughs> they may be so cute, but when you are dozing, <laughs> something changes. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they don't take photos of the beauty, con- those they call it a pigeon, whatever they call them, pigeon, whatever they call them. They don't talk them, they don't take photos of them when they are dozing off. Yeah, because they won't be selected as the, the world, the best Miss World or something. Anyway, but, but I'm expecting that. And, and this past Sunday, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't going to make it, I, I didn't make it happen. When I, I, I started experiencing just a spirit of prayer. And I prayed and I, ex, I experienced something. I, the things that I'm believing God to hear more testimonies regarding that. I had another wonderful testimony. Let me read this testimony to you. Expectation. Hallelujah. Expectation. Let me see if I get it. I've got so many. Goodness. I need to delete some of this mess. I've deleted my messages since January. Is there a set time to delete messages? Hmm. All right, where is this? Okay, listen to this. <clears throat> this is wonderful. When we started praying in tongues, while you were preaching, I joined and believed in faith. That's last Sunday. I was really having a severe pain at my abdomen and sweating and feeling weak. I joined in faith and prayed in tongues. At some point, I felt my knees were so weak and the pain was so much, so I decided to stay quiet and declaring amen to every tongue you're speaking. So I feel like I didn't have even strength to continue. So when I'm praying in tongues, uh, uh, I should just amen to those tongues. Amen to those tongues. God honors faith. It's still, it's still pressing. And then says, she says, I felt the presence of the Lord and an electric wave into my body. I stayed still and all of a sudden, the pain, the fever left and I felt strength. I tried to kneel, to kneel and squat, which I hadn't done for some, for some time, but no pain. I was in tears, for I desired the peace and wellness, uh, and my wellness for, for three days now. Then when you are done, I said to someone, I have been healed, and the, that feeling of electricity just was, uh, was on her body. I smiled and said to the person ne- seated next to me, that was for me. I'm da- it is done. She was shocked for she did not she did not understand what I was saying. Glory to God, I'm healed. Amen. Glory to God. Now, God will do it for anyone who has faith. And listen, to this we will go from glory to glory to glory, but there has to be an expectation. Let's go quickly to Romans chapter 6 before we pray. <clears throat> Amplified classic version. That's a lot Romans chapter 6, the Amplified classic version. So as you are in the 
in the new covenant. Verse 4. As we are in the new covenant, we are in the glory that excels. Look at this verse 4. We were buried, therefore with him, by the baptism into death, that saw that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we might habitually live and behave in newness of life. So the, 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 come on, stay right there, please. There, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. The glorious power of the Father. And then when you go to chapter 8 quickly, go to chapter 8 quickly, please, verse, verse 11. Sorry, God, yeah, go to chapter 8, verse 11. I want to see something, and then you go to the other side. If the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead, who is what? The, 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 the scripture that you've just read, he's called what? The glorious power of the Father. That's the Holy Spirit, the glorious power of the Father. If the spirit of him, the glorious power of the Father, who raised up Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. All right? Now, go. I, I want, I want to, to put this in front of you, several of them, and then... Come on now, where are you? Several of these scriptures, so that you may meditate on them. Please do. That you never have to say, I don't have strength to do anything. You understand that? I mean, really, that you will never, ever to have to say that. All right? We'll come back to that, but let's go to 2 Corinthians 6.16. 6.16. 2 Corinthians 6.16. I you to see all of them at, at the same time. 2 Corinthians 6.16. It says this. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I'll be their God and they shall be my people. So he says you are the temple of the living God who lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit. Is that so? What is his name? According to the Amplified Classic Version we read in, in Romans chapter 6 verse 4. The glorious power of the Father. Now let's go back now to that scripture we just came from in Romans chapter 8 verse 11 from the Amplified Classic Version. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he, the Father, who raised up Christ from, who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also Restore to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That is talking about what? The glorious power of the Father indwelling us. Even heals, quickens these short-lived bodies. Now, don't you know that if we are conscious of him all the time, we are strengthened? All the time. 
No one apostle Paul who said this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Church, the glorious power of the Father is in us. But that's not it. I believe we say this. I want, I want my church to be so conscious of him until he just manifests wherever they go. Have you ever been with someone with a, a sitting in a, in a vehicle with someone with a strong perfume? Huh? And then after they left, you rub shoulders. If it was a nice perfume, you'll feel like you bought a perfume too. Because <laughs> you'll be smelling that, that, that fragrance all around. Just think, it lingers for a long time. You, you, you understand? Or if they came to your house and sat on a couch, on a sofa, and then they leave and, and within that the aroma is just right there for some time. I'm going to dwell only in the right, the, 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 that other side. Okay. The other side, let's leave it to the devil. <laughs> I've ever been in a to a person who's sweaty. Uh, let's leave that to the devil. Okay. Let's, let's go to the perfume, the aroma, the fragrance, the wonderful fragrance. Now think about this then, church. That that can linger. That fragrance can, can linger. Think about the presence of God as carrying the presence of God and be conscious of it. I feel it right now when I say that. That people can be touched by his presence. And you know, when you leave, it's like, Lord, they'll say, there's something about that man or that woman. I just feel like I want to pray. I just feel like I want to pray. He carries something special. It's his presence. That's what he wants his people to experience all the time. What will it bring? It will soothe you also. Because it will bring you to rest. It will soothe you. Another one? You didn't write any of those. Console. Quieten. Another one? Comfort. Settle down. Huh? Still, quietness. That's equals to rest. Everywhere we go. Thank you, Father. For manifesting your presence. Thank you, Father. And that's this evening, I just want us to, to focus on Him. Why is that so? Put Hebrews 4 14, 4 from verse 14 there, please. The, the New King James Version. Martin, you can start coming over here. Not high volume, but just wonderful, soothing, <laughs> soothing volume. Tina and I, for years, years, will have instrumental music in our bedroom. That's the whole night, just at the background, just at the background. Whew. It's wonderful. Until you got a little dinner. You want to hear what's happened the next. You know, when you leave two of you, you just enjoy life. You understand? <laughs> and for 19 years, we leave just two of us. Yeah! You understand? 
but when you have the little one over there, so it's, oh, nowadays we don't have it. When she goes visiting, back. Because you know, at night you want to know, is everything okay with your little one over there? You know what I'm talking about? No, mama knows what I'm talking about. So we had honeymoon for 19 years. <laughs> but, but, but look at this then. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession and verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, not like the children of Israel saying, you go speak to them. <laughs> you see that? You go speak to them. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace that may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time. Oh, goodness. Let's, let me read something here quickly from my notes. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Help me over here. I just want to read something to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, here it is. Thank you, Lord. Isn't this I had this stance of inter and interpretation on 9th of May, 2021? As I prayed in tongues from 4.30 to 5.30 a.m. that morning, I heard this was the powers of the age to come. I looked at Hebrews 6.5 and have tested the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. Then I started hearing more. As we are coming to the end of this natural realm, the end of time as we have known it, the supernatural, the powers of the age to come are invading the earth even more. And therefore, things that have been thought of being impossible to the natural mind shall be conceived by my people, and they will become natural to them. Yes, they are still supernatural, but to my people, they will be natural. My people are entering more into the realm of my glory, the powers of the ages to come, the age to come, and they are not limited by the natural realm. Sure. Many will be amazed at how my people are able to do things that are impossible with men, but, they will, but then they will be drawn into, my, into the kingdom by my power and my grace. Things that naturally will take a long time to manifest will now manifest quickly because of the divine acceleration. Probably that's the positive part of AI. Probably. I'm saying probably. Probably that is a positive part of AI. I was telling some people that they took the word that we used to know in agriculture. AI, when you are growing up in agriculture, was artificial insemination. <laughs> it was for cows. <laughs> and we had even AI officers. <laughs> so, listen to this. And for the wicked judgment will come quickly and they will be gone. 
Therefore, stand in your place, listening to my spirit, and obeying the things that I will speak to you. Listen to this. You are living in a glorious time. That much of what I've done for you through my son shall be revealed. I've given you my spirit to teach you and help you to walk in the realms of my glory. You are looking at the end of time with an open face, without a veil. Moses veiled his face, but yours is not veiled. You are looking at the end of this natural realm into eternity, the powers of the age to come. And then I can say this, which I've said, I think that 2021 when I was teaching about that. It's like the, the, between this natural realm, now listen to what I'm saying, between this natural realm and the realm of the spirit where we'll spend eternity forever and ever, it's like, it's so thin between this natural realm, I saw it in prayer, and the, the supernatural realm where we shall spend eternity with the Lord is so thin that, look at this, that as a believer can close your eyes, you open your mouth, and you are gone and you've entered in to the other side. And never to return this other side. But I believe this, Judge, which I saw again in praying that 2021, it's become thinner. Why? Because many believers are about to enter in at a go. A tinkle of an eye. And what is happening then? I've told you young people, and I'm telling you, every one of you, what is happening then? Many are stepping in there into that realm and being conversant with it and live still on this earth. God wants us to draw his presence on this earth that will affect many and bring them into his kingdom. It's not mysterious. The realm of the spirit is not, is not mysterious. You have to know you are entering in the right way. You never leave out the word. The word is the roadmap. You never leave out the Holy Spirit. You can't try to, to make it happen. You have to listen to him and let him guide you and you, you enter in and you start enjoying that presence of God. And when you are, even when you are done, you can still leave this side, but you can easily enter in at the same time. Does that make faith? Yeah. Look at this line over here. Like you can step back in the natural. You're doing your, your things, but still you can enter in easily. And you can still in and out, operating those two realms. Naturally. Why is that so? That I can call is practicing his presence until you are so conversant with it. You can be walking in town and all of a sudden, you know something in the spirit is happening and you are responsive towards it. You're looking at me as if I'm speaking Gangande, Proboste, Tekesta. Now, and you, you are understanding Waigwa, 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 Wanyita. And me, I am Garebro Boko Sedekea. Hey, stand up on your feet, please. Whew. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We, 
we desire. Remember we said that we declare in the beginning that you'll not be out going out the same. Has something been deposited in you? But we can practice his presence. Look at this. We can practice his presence for the same few minutes right here. And, and practice entering in and enjoying. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let me read one scripture again. <laughs> Two scriptures. Ezekiel 1. Listen to what Ezekiel and an Old Testament prophet says this. Now it came to pass in the 13th and the 4th month of the 5th day of the month as I was among the captives by the river Chebar. Chebar. Chebar seems like it's like around like Victoria. River Chebar. I'm just kidding. But river Chebar, that the heavens were opened that the what? The heavens are open and I saw the visions of God. Heavens are open. John, the book of Revelation. I just want to praise you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at chapter 4. Hallelujah. You're worthy of our praise, Lord. Look at verse 1. Chapter 4, Revelation. Revelation is the last book of the Bible. Okay. After these things I looked and behold what? Come on. A door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet. I, when I see like a trumpet, I think of this some, some years ago. I read that scripture and, and inside of me I thought of, distinctive voice. You cannot convince, convince it's, it's another one's voice. It's distinctive voice and clear. Ram and ram of his presence makes the voice of God become so clear to us. And a door standing open in heaven, what does that mean? From, like Ezekiel says this, then there were what? Visions. That's exactly what is happening to, to John. And he says this, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me saying, come up here. And I will show you things to come which must take place after that. What's this? After this. What is that? I'll show you things to come. Visions. Prophetic. Times to come. Father, thank you for your presence here this evening. In these few moments together. Lord, show us your glory. <laughs> Help us to know you. Help us to know your presence. It's like Apostle Paul says that he may, we may know you and the power of your resurrection. That you may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of your inheritance in the sense. And what is exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe. Father, thank you for your presence. And I want you just to take time. Whatever you, whatever you want to kneel. Just take time. More of his presence. Hallelujah. Just go ahead. I like kneeling down, so I'm going to kneel myself, just, just worshiping and honoring him. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Let me speak something that may answer a question to someone. Our questions even myself. Because in any place like this and quote unquote the norm, it's for us just to start praying in terms and binding and losing. There are different expressions of the Holy Spirit. And I didn't sense that way except just singing the Spirit. And inside of me, Lord, what does this mean? Well, listen again to the scripture that we, we read a while ago. And he said to Moses, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. When you come into the presence of the Father and they just adoring him, worshiping him, loving on him, just singing in the spirit. You are taking your place of rest. Because the Bible says those who were in Christ have entered into his rest. But we enter that rest in, by faith. And the, the, the scripture that we read that what give, give you rest, it means to settle down. So there are people that needed us. We just needed that to settle down, to be soothed and quieted, to be secure, to be still, to dwell peacefully. And then in the present reference, God's presence will give rest to his people. That is his presence soothes, comforts, settles, consoles, and quiets us. Father, your word is alive. Thank you for your presence that has brought that peace. Rest. Quietness. Comfort. Settling. Consoling your people. Rest. Well, that, that God spoke, uh, quickened Moses, and he spoke to the children of Israel. He said, be quiet. Be still and know that he's God. So in your situation, just be still in your heart and trust him. What does that stillness mean? I trust you. <laughs> Trust your word, I trust you, Father, you'll do exactly what you said you'll do. Peace. 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 Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for what you've done this evening. Peace. 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 In the name of Jesus.
Thank you, Father. Amen. Peace. Peace. Then don't forget that His presence suits, comforts, settles, consoles, and quietens us. Quiets us. Quietens is better. This is quiet. Quietens us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone who has impression you want to share with us as we give? Anyone? Anyone? You know, this is not for pastors. It's for believers. You want? Oh, okay. Come on, Ed. Come, come over here. Praise God. When we were praying, mm-hmm. okay, I, and uh, it was, uh, you were about to finish that session. I heard the word, I don't know exactly where it is, but it says that uh, like a child that has been, you are quieted like a child that has been weaned. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, look, check it out for us. Thank you. Anyone else? There's a little bit here, a little bit there, and anyone else? All right, seems like you want to go. Anyone who can find find a scripture? Nowadays, if you know how to use those such, uh, Sam, say it louder, please, Marianne. Sam, one, one thirty-one. Sam, one thirty-one. Can we have it there, please? So still, those guys there. Sam, one thirty-one, verse, verse two. Surely I've calmed and quieted my soul like a wind child with his mother. Like a wind child is my soul within me. Sure, that's good, yeah? Let's start from verse 1, please. Lord Jesus. I need to go to mine. I want us to look. Are we, are we going anywhere with it? Gahandaman Roshe de Oh, that was quick. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty, neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me, verse 2. Sure, love calmed and quieted my soul. Like a wind child with his mother. Like a wind child is my soul within me. Let's go to verse 3, please. Oh, Israel. Yeah, that's what it is, actually. Hope. Trust. Hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. Are you, going to, are you able to get it from the passion quickly? That verse 2. Strictly. I'm humble and quieted in your presence. Come on, Edda, God spoke to you, girl. <laughs> That's what exactly what it is. I'm humble and quieted in your presence, like a contented child who rests on his mother's lap. I'm resting 
I'm your resting child and my soul is content in you. And you don't shout hallelujah. That's good right there. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's good. Let me write that down before I just forget that. Shoo, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Ada. Now someone maybe is motivated to say something. You see, God is speaking to you and you're quiet, being quiet. That is wonderful. The passion just nails it. Do you agree? A moment for you go. Psalm 131, verse 2, especially the Passion Translation. Let's read it together, please, and as you wind up. I am humbled and quieted in your presence like a contented child who rests on his mother's lap. I'm your resting child and my soul is content in you. Let's just thank him. Let's just thank him. Thank you, Lord. That's our trust to you, Father. Your word brings us your presence and your peace. In Jesus' name.